1: welcome inside the locked on nfl draft podcast i'm john ledyard from over at fanragsports.com along with trevor sykema of pewterreport.com who covers the tampa bay buccaneers we are talking nfl draft on a thursday trevor where else would you like to be man
2: uh maybe hawaii but uh, i mean that's about still, still just to, to, just
1: to right watch now. trayvon henderson up like, close is what you mean right
2: oh yeah him and Dijon D- allen oh, the yeah. guard
1: of course right you're yeah your shrine game guy Duke likes him, big Duke, Duke Mannyweather. He likes him. Okay,
2: yeah. then I'm in. Then I'm in good company. I as, like the fact as a that day I like three
1: it. guy, I think. But yeah, yeah, Hawaii's got some prospects. They've been trying to have me on on the radio too out there, and uh, I'm trying to figure out a, a good time to get out there with them. But they're excited to have some prospects this year, I think, uh, See, which it should be.
2: That's what I'm saying, man. I'm trying to get out to Hawaii to cover this NFL draft. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to do trying to do the work
1: exactly on that hashtag grind. It is one of the fun parts of the pro- process for me is when some of the smaller school that don't have a guy every year in the draft just get like so hyped about it and they want to have like, yeah, like yeah. every station out there wants to have somebody on to talk about their guy because
2: well i mean it's got to be josh allen this year right from wyoming yeah heck
1: yeah i mean him and you know nathan Shepard, four day state wyoming. and i imagine I've been to wyoming. you've been to There's wyoming to you've been there
2: i've i've been to yeah i've been to wyoming There's what was that lot for um, we were going for a, I think it was a youth group trip. We were traveling like through the state somewhere else, and I just remember that we've wow. I've been in Wyoming. Not a lot to do.
1: So it wasn't like you were your destination wasn't Wyoming. You just like went through it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Understood. Understood. I was I was, gonna I, I was going to be somewhat critical. See, uh,
2: I was actually. I was actually getting ahead of the game, and I was going to see Josh Allen as a sixth grader. Oh, so, wow. so I you was were first? Some, you, know,
1: you were you were hashtag first? Yeah, on Josh I was Allen. doing some
2: preliminary work. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was first. Wow. we'll we'll say
1: that. NFL teams didn't even know. Trevor Seckema should have been a scout. We got to talk running backs today, though, because this running back class is crazy. I mean, it's it's loaded at the top. It's loaded with depth, Um, and I know we've kind of complained about some of the different position groups in this draft, and. It's true that there's some weak spots for sure. You know, edge pass rusher is not great, safety is not great, wideouts not great. But the running back group, man, it's hard to have any complaints. We've talked about Saquon Barkley as a generational type talent. I don't know if I would say that because I've had other running backs ranked higher than him. Uh, but obviously, he's an unbelievably talented football player. And do you think the depth of this class could hurt, like how high he goes? And this, because we've been talking about him as a top five guy, uh, you know, there's been that kind of him locked in at number four to cleveland which still makes some sense to me but do you think when it's all said and done he could slide down just a little bit i don't think we're going to see a crazy slide but he could slide down a little bit just because you know the browns or you know maybe it's just the browns the colts maybe you're like yeah i'll take bradley chubb here and i'll take a running back later or i'll take you know uh quentin nelson here or something like that you know and roquan smith or whatever and, and then draft a running back later you think that could uh, that could happen
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's weird with the timing of things like the football calendar, right? So if the NFL draft was the weekend after college football was over with, then we might be, you know, we're probably talking about an entirely different NFL draft. Um, Just because there are guys that pop up and there there are players who do better in like what you would call the draft process you know after the season who do great in interviews do great in maybe the combine or their pro day but you know sometimes you have like we have not seen saquon barkley do anything since the last time he suited up for penn state right so mm-hmm. a lot of these other guys we've had people at east west shrine and NFLPA and the senior bowl and uh so we've like we have all these guys that are in, in our head more recently and then Saquon's got to kind of suffer for it. Yeah, he's going to have his pro day, and he's going to have the combine, and I think he's going to blow both of those things up. But the draft process gives way for teams for it to be planted in their head. Like, hey, I like Saquon as much as the next guy. But like you just said there, if you can pick a player who is so much further ahead of what you would say is the next best guy at a position, yeah, I can pick a running back in the second and third round. And I think a lot of teams think that way. So I do wonder, obviously it only takes one. only takes one team to believe in you to be picked in the top five, top ten. But is is somebody going to believe in Saquon that much? Like how much better is Barkley than Geis? How much not think is he Barkley, is. <laughs> Like how much better is Barkley for your system than Ronald Jones? How much better is Barkley than just, if you take the injury away, Nick Chubb? You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. – I, it, it gets tough, and this is why you hear the debate on Twitter all the time. and People go back and forth, and th- sometimes people make it like this this golden rule, like this absolute, like you never pick running backs high or something. And I'm not a big fan of absolutes, but I am a fan of like philosophies, and I'm definitely of the philosophy that, especially when the running back class is stacked this much, playing the value game of the NFL draft might put you behind the eight ball a little bit, depending on what team you are, when you pick a running back high. Just because we've seen so many good running backs be picked later. So I, I do think it probably hurts him a little bit.
1: I think it does too um, and I think that the fact that the NFL now here's what helps him is the NFL is using running backs in a more versatile manner and we've done a full podcast on this before so I won't get into it too much but they're using them in a versatile manner and Barkley's a better fit for that than anybody in the league I don't care you can talk about Kalen Balazs talk about Jalen Samuels you know even talk about some of the backs that caught the ball you know a whole lot at school you know guys didn't catch the ball a whole lot but he showed a lot when he did catch it um you know he maximized all his receptions but all those guys is great. Barkley can, is a like is a field stretcher. You know he's he's Le'Veon Bell level type impact as a receiver. I think at the running back position because he can split out wide and he can he runs vertical routes in their offense, not just wheels. But I mean you're talking about posts and things like that and and slot fades and you know I mean you can do a lot of different things with a guy that can track and catch the ball like Barkley. So he's an unbelievable weapon. And like Christian McCaffrey just went in the top ten in a good running back draft and. Barkley yeah. is a better gotcha. talent than Christian McCaffrey. And so should he go top 10? That's another different conversation. Will he go top 10? I absolutely think that he will. I think honestly, San Francisco could be, if the Browns passed and the Jets and the Broncos still needed a quarterback, if the Broncos get a quarterback, they're going to be in, they're going to be in on him, Quentin Nelson, Roquan Smith. One of those guys is going to go there. If the Browns were to pass on Barkley, but I mean, Chicago, what are they get it? They're not going to take him, you know, the bucks. If he fell to seven, I don't know. You tell me. But I feel like he could make it He could make it to, to San Francisco. If San Francisco wins that coin flip and gets the ninth spot, man, wouldn't it be crazy to see Barkley and uh, Garoppolo for a couple of years there in San Francisco? Oh, no, I
2: mean, that'd wow. be – With no, Shanahan? I think, not, I think that'd be a lot of fun. And like the Bucks are like a good example of a team where they actually have a running back need and actually running back is pretty dang high on their needs. But right. you're – I just don't think you're picking a running back over – a trench player, right. like I don't really, I don't really think that there's, I'm gonna say any way here, so like people might freak out about it, but like I don't see that there's any way that Saquon's going to be, like, would be a pick for the Bucks because they just need help in so many different areas where, like I said, the drop off between some of the guys that they would think are at the top and this and the next best guys, it's right. so steep.
1: Oh, and it is. And, I mean, especially a pass rusher. If if Chubb were to fall for whatever reason, and the Colts were to trade back or even. You know. he,
2: even if Chubb and Nelson aren't there, like, I think the Bucks might pick Vita, you know? And, sure. it, like, that's yeah. like that's the situation I think that we're in, where they're going to pick a trench player over a running back. And I think that a lot of teams are kind of in that situation because they watch players like Alvin Kamara, um, who went off from there. You know, like Kareem Hunt, obviously, and they think, man, that could that could be us. And the NFL is a lot about timing anyways, right? Like, you got to strike it lucky. Like, the Saints struck it lucky with their— with their draft class. And it ended up saving probably their 2017 season because their rookie class helped them out so much. Well, sometimes you take a risk on a guy who's in a different position at the top, you, run the, you roll the dice and, and think that you can get a running back. Now, I will say this the Buccaneers really wanted two running backs last year Kareem Hunt and Marlon Mack. Mm-hmm. I know that for a fact. And the way the draft fell, the way that picks went out, they didn't get either of them. And so then at that point, now that's the risk because you can you can look at all these running backs at the bottom all you want and you can go, okay, well, I like a lot of these names that are, say, like second, third round names. But if teams jump in front of you to go get them, then you might be sitting there in the fourth, fifth round and go, oh, uh, we need a running back. right? And all of a sudden, a lot of them are gone. Right. So that's how the Bucks ended up with Jeremy Jeremy McNichols because the top two guys that they wanted because they played that game they played the wait and see game and it failed them even in a deep running back class they weren't either, they weren't able to get either
1: right so. hey all this NFL draft talk but don't want you guys to forget the big game is here Super Bowl week and it's time to cash in big and bet the game at mybookie.ag if you haven't checked them out this is the perfect weekend to get in on the action. You have a hunch on who's going to win the coin toss or what color Gatorade the winning coach will be wearing. Log on now, check out the props, get in on the action. Don't just watch the game, lay down some money and be a part of it. Join me and thousands of online players and start betting at mybookie.ag. MyBookie is the industry-leading online sportsbook, and its players enjoy the fastest payouts in the businesses when they win. I would only recommend a service to our listeners that's been good to you guys. I've heard you guys, heard the feedback. You love it. You love MyBookie.ag. So I urge you to make your way to MyBookie. You win, they pay. Without any hassles, you're wasting your time betting anywhere else. They even have in game live betting so you can place a bet after kickoff. If you join now and score free cash to place your Super Bowl wager on the house, they are giving away, my bookie is giving away, up to $1,000 to every new player. Sign up today to score an instant 50% bonus on your first deposit. That means if you join with $100, you'll get $150 bankroll to play with. Use that promo code locked on. Locked on is the promo code to activate the offer. You play, you win, and you get paid.
0: Limitations apply. See
1: terms at discover.com slash credit card. Trev, we could go on and on about this running back class and, and and the depth of it and everything, but there are some guys that we don't really get the hype on right now. I mean, I know you've probably got a couple that, that are in your mind, and I've got a couple that have kind of have been floating around in my mind that I think we should say will probably go lower than the first and second tiers of backs, or should maybe go lower than the first and second tiers of backs. I just continue to not, you know, Balazs had a good week at the senior bowl, but it wasn't as a pure running back. It was as a receiver. It was because he's big and he and he's fast and those kind of things. And he really needs a great combine because he is going to be in a versatile role, but he had two good runs in the game. And one, there was a, there's this crater to his right. And, you know, he gets to the line of scrimmage and the linebackers, you know, the, the, with the defense only being in for a week, they were misaligned and no one was in, I think it was the B gap, if I remember correctly. And it was this massive hole open, not based on the scheme that they ran. I think it was the zone run. And he took like a full two seconds to realize it, scoot to the right, and get vert. You know, when he always comes to this complete stop before the line of scrimmage. And it's some people will say because of his size that it's like Le'Veon Bell, but it's really not. Like Le'Veon Bell is always like a purpose, and his feet keep moving. Uh, Bellage just is, I mean, it's a stance, it's a jump stop for Bellage. You know, you can't keep moving on a jump stop. You know, you're coming to a full stop. And, that stuff worries me, man. Vision and decisiveness for a running back. So I think somebody's going to love him because I think he's going to run okay in the 40. I don't think his agilities will be amazing, but I think he'll run okay in the 40. And he's got, I mean, he's 6'2", 222, and he catches the ball really well. And, you know, his routes were good during during the week in Mobile. I, I just don't see it with him as a feature back.
2: I mean, is there a guy who – and that's fair. Yeah, that's, that's fair. I wish – I wish Kalen Balaj had better vision than he does. I do. Because there – there were a couple of times where I think he's a phenomenal route runner. Um, I've, he's obviously got really good hands. He's got a bigger body. There were a couple times that I thought could have really been make or break moments for Belage in that senior bowl, and that's when like the play or the scheme or the design or even he himself got one-on-one with a defender in open space. And I went, just make him miss. Make right. him miss, Kalen. Right. And he goes straight into their chest every time. Yeah, and I mean, if you can't make a guy miss and you're one on one, you're limited to me. You know, you're limited to me in, in what your vision is when going through the tackles, and you're limited to me, and when you're one on one with the with the with the defender. So um, that I wish he was better. Now, okay, so let's flip let's flip the script. Who are some of the guys that I think you know of that you are intrigued about um, in this list of 2018 prospects? Who would be guys who who you could go, yeah. We could have Saquon in the top five or Saquon in the top ten or whatever. But we could get this guy in the second and third round. And this, guy, if we do that, then I like the value there. Who are a couple guys that intrigue you in that in that regard?
1: It's February 1st, right? February 1st, Sony Michelle is going to be a first round pick. Okay, take it to okay. the bank. February 1st, I just wrote it on my wall. My wife's Your Facebook be, wall or no, no, my actual wall. My wife's going to be pissed, but the people need to know, man,
2: (laughs) no one's in your house other than you. So, uh, she'll probably be
1: pissed. (laughs) It's very true, but it's going to happen. Sony Michelle, it's in Sharpie.
0: Okay. Take it to the bank.
1: So he's one guy, you know, he should be getting more buzz. Um, and I get, there's other good backs. And so I get kind of why that doesn't happen, but I mean, it's starting up. You heard, there were some whispers. There's been some guys saying on Twitter, Sony Michelle is going to go high, you know, and, and, guess what? The combine's just going to kind of solidify that because he's going to slaughter it. Um, you know, he is, he's the real deal as an athlete. He's built. Uh, he's not going to be the tallest back, but to me, that's almost better. You know, I think, you no know, for a back less surface area to hit and the way he runs low and behind his pads. I mean, he is constantly running through contact. His balance is unbelievable. Um, you know, harken back to that play against Alabama where he tightrope the sideline. Uh, huh. remember that play? Oh yeah. I remember it. The speed he was moving at to be able to turn that angle and stay in bounds athletically like you i mean there wasn't any better plays than that this season and people you kind of got lost in the shuffle of a great game but that was an unbelievable play because he was going full speed to the sideline he didn't gear down and then turn that corner full speed and he just put the brakes on and changed direction without going out of bounds i mean it wasn't human He's so much better than people understand. He's about to kill the combine, so he's one. And I don't know where people are at on him. You know, I don't know what. Where-
2: but, but, it, but like it, you think that he's going to be end of the first round pick, right? So yeah. a team picking up high obviously isn't going to think about Sony Michelle as a possible guy that they're going to get in rounds two or three. You know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would think that. Like if
2: you're picking, right? Like if you're picking in the like if you're picking in the top five or top ten you're obviously not going to be picking again until the second round. So if you're thinking, hey, Sony is a borderline first-round pick, that might be a little bit too much of a risk. Like, where do you think – do you think Ronald Jones is like a solidified second-round pick? Like, is he a guy – I like Ronald Jones a lot.
1: Yeah, I think he's a second-round pick. I do. He's really good. He's really good. Uh, I don't think he'll go in the first round just because of his size, but because NFL teams tend to – you know, he's not that big, but he'll be a good second day back, you know, okay. And then he gets – then he goes to the NFL and he's a beast. Uh, I think Raul Jones is great, and he I think will go second round. Yeah, Tyrion
2: Johnson, another guy that you and I talked about, right? Yeah, he's I probably
1: going to go higher than than we kind of think. I don't know because I think he is going to. We'll see how he tests. I don't think he's going to run that fast, but his change of direction is a lot better. My, you're know, leafing through his tape now. I'm kind of watching him. I'm I'm finishing up linebackers, but in that you get to watch a lot of backs when, when you're seeing these guys, and so I've gotten a, a decent little look at Karen. His vision is really inconsistent. Uh, not his vision. His decision making. That's a better way to say it. You know, because I think he sees it. He'll just decide to bounce things, and it's a little bit like Barkley, you know, not quite as bad. Like Barkley will literally turn his back to the line of scrimmage and try and run around the outside. You know, I, that kind of stuff is just like terrible technique wise. So, but he makes it work because he's a crazy athlete. Carry on isn't that crazy of an athlete. He'll he'll stay facing the line of scrimmage. He just dances too much, man. Uh, just way too much dancing at times. Um, but he's a very interesting player because Daniel Jeremiah used this comparison, and I hate throwing it around he said that carry Johnson reminded him, of on bell. And at first I was like, what? No way. Um, and then I watched them all 22 and I get where the comparison comes from because they both prefer to run the same way. Some backs prefer to kind of have this methodical pace, pick your way through traffic. It's not like bells. The only guy to ever run that way. He's just so good at it where other guys have runs in a similar way. To be honest, Jeremy McNichols, who was a Bucs guy last year, didn't make the team, and wasn't necessarily the brightest prospect, maybe. He had issues in a lot of areas that Bell wouldn't have had. I mean, he wasn't as big. He wasn't as good of an athlete as Bell, especially in short areas. But their styles weren't that dissimilar in terms of the way McNichols preferred to run. He kind of preferred to pick his way through the line of scrimmage. He just wasn't nearly as good at it as Bell. And that's the thing. Other people have run like Bell. They just haven't done it as well. That's why Bell's success is surprising. It's not that he's the only person to run that way. And so I think on runs that way. And at times it does look really good. And at times it looks terrible. You know, I I put a play on Twitter the other day where he was at the line of scrimmage. I mean, there's like no way. He had the safety in the hole. Everybody else was covered. And he got, he lost like half a yard or a full yard on the play because he tried to like bounce for no reason. Just take the safety on in the hole, man. Like that's, I mean, the safety was probably... 15 yards off and closing on him, um, and he, had, he was at the line of scrimmage opportunity to you know get through a ton of space, make a miss, run by him, stiff arm him, whatever, and he saw the safety coming 15 yards off, and he decided to try and bounce offside, so it's just those kind of things where he over overthinks it, uh, and that's what holds back carry on, so he's really interesting, and I think he wound up going high, I don't think Bo is going to end up going high, I think you're going to see a day three on Bo Scarborough.
2: Yeah, just yeah. the the injuries.
1: No, he runs high. No production his senior year. I mean, he's had so many injuries, and there's such a good running back class. It's just, I think he could be a good player in the NFL. I just don't know that he's. You know what I mean? It's just there's a lot of wear and tear there, man. You're taking some big risks.
2: I think my I think my sleeper guy. I I don't I don't know if I can consider him a sleeper. I don't know, but Mark Walton from Miami. I think a lot of people forget how good mark walton is um i think he is extremely controlled and explosive uh when moving north to south and east to west i think he's got pretty great balance he is smaller i think he's Does gonna he be like you
1: have like good doug martin um maybe that's bad i haven't i haven't scouted him i've just seen like highlight plays from him and i am very impressed i mean it's highlights but doug
2: Doug Martin's a little bit different because I think Doug Martin's got a little bit. Doug Martin's got more size to him. Okay. Like Doug Martin is just built bigger, but in that like I think Mark Wal- Mark Walton's faster. Like I think that Mark Walton, man, if you if, if you give him like a lane, like any kind of running lane, he's got the chance to take an angle that would just destroy any defensive back who would be truck like coming in to help like he's i think he's that fast so i'm really interested to see what he runs at the combine and what his tests are like same thing with his pro day um because we didn't get to see a lot of him because he got right. hurt this year again and
1: what did he hurt again do you remember what he hurt
2: uh i think it was was his ankle i, th-
1: I thought i thought it, it was, was his ankle.
2: ankle yeah it was like his ankle or his foot i think mm-hmm. I think. Don't quote me
0: on it.
1: I we should know right. this. It's a draft show. But I think, I think you're right. I think it was his ankle.
0: Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one yard line with the Super Bowl on the line or Could a coin flip have landed magic in Chicago, Michael in LA and made Charles Barkley the first black president enter Wondery's newest sports show alternate routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former sports center anchors, Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports in these alternate sports realities. Dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. I'm pretty sure you do. Yeah,
2: um, and I believe he's had problems with it before, which is somewhat concerning because you never like drafting a small guy who gets hurt a lot, a.k.a. John Ross, who the Cincinnati Bengals decided was worthy of the number nine overall pick.
1: <laughs> oh, um, wow, and then he got hurt, didn't play
2: his first year. Wow, what do you know? It's like the signs were all right there, and you ignored them. <laughs> oh, wow.
1: You're throwing hands. Oh, my goodness. Dude, I
2: was so triggered when yeah. that happened. Because, like, like, I like John Ross, but now I, I'm, I'm not allowed to like John Ross because you're an idiot for picking him number nine.
1: I mean, I was the same. I mean... I liked Ross, but I thought it was I thought he was a second round pick just based on talent um so you know add in the risk you're taking taking a guy like that top ten and and then they tried to switch him to defensive back this year. Do you read that? They tried they switched, what they tried they tried playing him at defensive back some this year oh yeah. oh wow that's a,
2: that's the worst pick than then taking ever. hard grades at number eleven.
1: <laughs> ever. Um, but yeah, no good points on Mark Walton. I think you're right. In terms of the guys that like no one is talking about right now that could rise up draft boards. I think he is one of them. I think Jalen Samuels is another one. I mean, I, I guess some John people Kelly too. Jalen and I, I like exactly what I was just about to say it was John Kelly. Yeah. I
2: like, I like John Kelly a lot. He's John Kelly. John Kelly is a guy who is like, you know, we talked about that second round, those second round guys that mm-hmm. I think that are going to be there. But Man, because it is such a good running back class, there's a chance that John Kelly seriously just goes under, completely under the radar. And if you're getting John Kelly in the third and fourth round, okay, sign me up. Right.
1: Now, I have not actually scouted Kelly. I mean, I scouted 2016, but he was just getting carries sparingly, and it was hard to get a real good feel for him. I wasn't, like, crazy about impressed or anything like that, but – I just have a lot to watch with him. So I'm excited to put him under the microscope uh, full time and same with Mark Walton. Uh, But I think from what I've seen of those guys, what I've heard, I think those guys three could go higher. The guy that I'll say is my sleeper as we wrap things up and he shouldn't really be a sleeper, but Royce Freeman from Oregon, if he, and I would not, if you remember last summer, I was not high on Royce Freeman at all, but you get some all 22 tape of Royce Freeman, man, because vision and decisiveness are his best traits. This guy maximizes zone runs. He's got great, he's got sweet feet, man. He's not going to be a burner in the open field. He's not going to run over people. He reminds me somewhat of Jordan Howard with a little bit less power. You know, Howard kind of runs through tackles a little bit. I wouldn't say Howard's like a Marshawn Lynch type, but he just kind of has that build. He runs through contact really well. I think Freeman falls forward through contact well, finishes well through contact. He's not a tackle breaker per se. But I think in his own scheme, this guy's really gonna help you in the nfl i don't know that he'll be an an amazing athlete uh but i think he'll be good enough i think he's probably gonna be a mid-round pick i think he's gonna fly under the radar because he isn't flashy but i think he's a real solid running back in the nfl uh and he can catch the ball a little bit too um so i've become a royce freeman fan i it's happened i didn't expect it to happen but it's happened. okay uh naheem hines from nc state is another name to watch heard some really good things he declared as a junior uh, haven't seen much of him. I saw some of them live and I was definitely a fan. Um, I got to watch more of him, but he's a junior. And then Josh Adams from Notre Dame is kind of a guy I'm on the opposite side of. He's a junior that declared, haven't really seen it with him. Got to sit down and really study him, but just haven't seen it with him yet. Uh, you know, nothing special in a class where there's a lot of those kind of guys. We didn't even mention Rashad Penny. What you saw him in mobile thoughts on Rashad Penny before we close out.
2: Um, was not as good as I thought it was going to be, honestly. yeah. Um, he's you know he's an out West guy, so a, a lot of people on the East Coast who watch football, which is a lot of us, we, we certainly get to see Richard Penny, but there's not nearly as much of the hype. We don't watch as many games. The games aren't as available for us to watch during the season, so it's all about you kind of going back and really diving deep into it. I thought there was so much hype around him coming in, that he was truly a complete back who could do it all and had the stats to show it, um, was playing beyond uh, behind Pumphrey last year, was still a 1,000-yard rusher, now got a shot in 20, what was it, 17, rushed for over 2,000 yards. So it's like you love all that stuff. And then I saw him at the senior ball, and I was waiting for this guy to just like clearly be better than everybody else. Right. And he wasn't. Um, he was dropping the ball in the passing game. His pass protection is abysmal um
1: yeah he's really you expect for a big guy you know that's the thing with penny that that troubles me a big guy who doesn't really love pass protection and doesn't really run like a bruiser either like you don't see him run through people or run over people as you know he is he has great vision he's a smart back um you know he's got pretty good balance you know and, and he's he's big and he can move relatively fast so he's gonna he's gonna you know get through some contact if he gets to the second level in the open field but i mean in terms of just breaking contact around the box, breaking tackles around the box. I don't see that from his tape really at all.
2: Yeah. No, He's, I'm with you. I was, I was disappointed from the senior bowl and it's not like he didn't have a terrible senior bowl, but no,
1: he just, you know, he looked like an early day three, maybe late day two type of guy. I thought, yeah. you know, yeah, and I would guess that he'll go somewhere late third round to early mid fourth round. And that will be his range if I had to guess, um, you know, right now. So there's kind of a, our assessment. We barely, I know we barely talked about Nick Chubb. I think he's definitely a day two talent, which is good in some ways and because we didn't know what direction it was going after the injury. Bad because he isn't a first round talent and he isn't Sonny Michelle and a lot of people think he's better. So that's my opinion on Chubb. I don't know where you're at with him. Um Maybe you gotta watch more. I don't wanna I don't wanna make you no, answer, you know. We're
2: probably in the same ballpark. Okay.
1: Right. But so you think Michelle's better?
2: I know. I know.
1: NFL teams don't. You don't think? I've heard the opposite. I've heard they no. think Michelle's better.
2: No, so well, obviously, you know what team I cover closer. Um, they like and Tom. I have, and I have heard from a couple of other sources as well that they go, "No, Tony Michelle's really good, but Nick Chubb is the better prospect."
1: Uh, we'll see. This oh, we might have to have a wager on this.
2: Okay, little, all right,
1: little Chubb Michelle wager. Here we go. Okay. You know draft season's heating up when I'm about to take all your money or our <laughs> wagers. Here we go. There you go. Here's your running back breakdown for 2000. Uh, I mean, it's an unbelievable group. 2018 group, unbelievable group. There's probably good guys we didn't even get to just because we just forgot about them uh, because there's so many good players. But uh, it will be probably, you know, I think running backs have disappointed at the Combine over the last couple of years. I thought last year's group was really top-heavy but not necessarily like the the deepest uh then of course Kamara and Hunt made us that look silly. I mean, I thought they were solid backs, but then they played like two of the best running backs in the NFL, so maybe you can scratch that theory a little bit. Uh but in terms of the testing, you know, it matters for running backs. I don't think it matters a ton, you know, as much as it does for other positions, but it certainly will be a blast to watch these guys in that environment uh this year because it's going to be it's going to be a loaded group, and there's a lot of crowded guys at the top trying to clamor for who's going to end up going first out of the whole crew. So should be a ton of fun. Uh, we'll have all that more tomorrow. We answer your questions. I just put out a tweet. Send us your questions, NFL Draft related, at Ledyard NFL Draft, at Tampa Bay Trey. Let us know your thoughts and what you want to hear us talk about for tomorrow's podcast because we're going to get to as many of your draft questions as possible and give our Super Bowl predictions. As always, keep it locked right here unlocked on, on NFL Draft.